Hello. I'm listening. I'm Court. I'm not Liska. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say I'm Liska? I said, well, we are Luffy. I said I'm Liska. No, I'm not. Liska. <laughs> All right, I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. Yes, and this is Guys <laughs> in a Region. Our podcast about scam and all of its parallel universes, and we're gonna continue talking about Scam España season three because yes. there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about. Also, in our defense, it is kind of a parallel season, and we really haven't had a chance to talk about BD. So um, I think that's a yeah. good excuse. Um, we're technically covering like a season and a half, so. Yeah. But it's before fine. <laughs> we get to BD, there are a couple of Nora things that I did want to talk about, and I think I, uh-huh. I briefly mentioned it at the beginning. Uh, because I mentioned that um, I really liked the Eva and Theory, sorry, the Eva and Nora friendship. Um, and mm-hmm. so I thought because that is such like a key friendship through her, it was really good to be able to sort of track emotionally where they were both at and how that affected, like how Mikhail's relationship, Mikhail and Nora's relationship affected that friendship. And sort of like the insecurities that were very normal. It's like, is she mad at me? And there were always, like, very much reasons why Eva could be like, oh, she's mad at me because X or Y, when we knew that there was definitely much more to that story. Uh, but the part Yeah, that, Eva didn't have... <laughs> the part that I wanted to highlight, I mean, if you, we can kind of go back, but the part I wanted to highlight was how Eva reacts post the reveal of Nora, everything that Nora is going through. Because she's a very, she's, she's a very good friend, she's a very helpful friend, she tries to say the right words as much as she can. She constantly is like, it's not your fault, right? She's like, she's like Robin Williams. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> but great but reference. ultimately, there are moments where she says, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's also normal. I think it's great to sort of see that too. No matter how much. I love you that. Have, yeah. You're not going to have all the answers because you're just not going to and like so it also because she's also an 817 year old girl (laughs) there's also that age of the two of them so when when you know Nora's like I I love him I still miss him like she's out of her depth so I'm so glad that they're they're there for each other and that that's another thing that Eva always keeps his back you still have me you'll always have me right oh god I almost cried at that yeah so so I thought there was a lot of beauty and uncertainty in those moments Uh um and I was just grateful to see them on my screen yeah pretty much (laughs) <laughs> yeah, completely. I, I love, that was such a nicely traced relationship. I mean, friendship. Um, there, Eva is the one who always is the first to notice something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always kind of giving Nora these kind of like lingering looks, like mm-hmm. what's going on there? And she's not sure if it's her. She, she's not sure if it's the Jorge situation. Um, she, I don't think she puts it together that something's going on with um, Mikel until, <laughs> until basically Eva's crying. But she's also the first one to see, Eva, I mean, to see Nora cry. Yeah, she does at some point question it a little bit because she's like, hey, I heard from Jorge about this and this. And that he was very jealous, the fight, overheard the fight, but yeah. she doesn't yeah. want to cross the line, right? And yeah. So she, she, lets, she backs away. And she's also, like we said, kind of out of her depth. Like, this yeah. is a complicated situation. She doesn't have any experience with it. She doesn't want to lose a friend. She doesn't really know what to do. Pushes a little bit and she backs away and she's just trying to be a good friend for her. So I love when she hands her the present and is like, I picked it out, but it's for all of us, you know? <laughs> Uh, kind of just like reaffirming every time they fight they found their way back to each exactly. other exactly even, even at yeah. the worst of you know like she was still there and I think Nora knew that she was still there and that yeah. I think helped 
incredibly brave too, like to know totally. that, you know, there was someone in her corner, even if it wasn't like, again, cause it's not the focus of the season, but it was really nice to know that that was there. Uh, and I just, thought, yeah. I just thought they did a really wonderful job um, overall. Um, with that, uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, um, do you talk about Chris and Joanna? Or let's talk about Mira, because it's very slight. I only really have a couple of things, I want, like very small things to say. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm always glad to have a Mira. Uh, I, like yeah. I like that they're setting up um, La Asociación, like the, the, you know, that this connection that she's having with her Muslim community, because it feels very different from every other sana beforehand that are uh, so desperate to sort of at least that part of the community, they seem to sort of really compartmentalize. And here, yeah. there's a little bit more of an embracing so far. We'll see how that, you know, that might completely change once the season starts, but also a bit of an openness in sharing that, even though there is still conflict because there is Chris being like, you're always hanging out with those girls, right? Like, a there's a little <laughs> bit of pushback, I think, from Chris of sort of like- And, and kind of, I was gonna say, she, she there, Almost more than Sana, they highlight that she is different. She's always leaving the party early. She's always talking about drinking juice. She, she, you, and um, Nora is usually her other like juice buddy or whatever. So when Nora said she's going to drink alcohol, everyone's like, "Whoa!" Ink, ink, I, I did, I did feel, but again, I think this might be a point of view thing. I did feel that there was less awkwardness about it though than um, mm -hmm. and then other times, even yeah. even when they're having okay. when they're talking about like hooking up and sex and whatever. Amira seems more comfortable, at least at this point. Uh, but I thought it was still, regardless, like an interesting um, sort of. She seems like, like, you know, like even with Sana when she's saying, you can talk about whatever you want, like there's still like a des defensiveness. With Amira, uh -huh. she's so, so much more chill that I believed it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like they found, they found their Sana character. Like they found yeah. Amira. Right. Yeah. They're not copying Sana. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. I think that was, that was uh, yeah. definitely one of the most where my, even my mom was like, oh, she feels very different from Sana. Uh, uh -huh. I was like, yeah, she's definitely but great. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so freaking hyped for her season. Uh, and yes, uh, there were two sort of big, I think, Danny moments. Look, we're, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk. I ship them. I want I want to talk about it. The first <laughs> one is at the concert, right? Yeah. When he yeah. shows up and, and he brought a couple of buddies and oh my god, that that one made my heart. And like, then and then he walks her home. Yes, that's right. And then he walks her home. And we never <laughs> what happens. I mean, we don't get that scene, but yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, she's like, oh, hey, I'm I'm um heading out. Like Danny's gonna walk me home, and I was like, he's walking her home. Uh, Hello. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. there's like this whole history and this whole friendship and they've grown up together. Um, yeah. And, and I think that sort of comfort, like it, you believe it, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. No, one, no one's going to question it. Uh, even probably Amira's family. This is like, you know, the boy next door. Right, right, right. And, then, and the other one is at the soccer field when he's coaching, adorably coaching a bunch of little kids in play soccer. I mean, I mean no, rugby, rugby. You basically see Amira's hard eyes as he's, like, oh being attacked by tiny children. Uh, <laughs> her smile is, like, plastered on her face. Yes. Just, like, doughy. And and like, like, oh, my God, this cute idiot. Like, you can... <laughs> Yeah, it's great. That's a great. There's those little things that fed us between the horror of the Nora. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was good. I also loved the other minor thing. And I think that this is why the Viri clips are so great. Whenever there's a party, Viri, sorry, Amira, Joanna, and Chris are always the three of them hanging out. 
I like the fact that there seems to be like an easy friendship between um, Joanna, Chris, and Amira. Like it seems like either either Joanna's not jealous of the friendship and Amira's not jealous of the relationship. They're sort of all able to coexist, and there were a lot of really cute moments uh, sort of in the background uh, of mm-hmm. the three of them. So that made me happy. Yeah, it's part of that the cohesiveness of how they feel like a friend group that has like kind of like subgroups but is also still exactly completely together yeah yes I totally felt that uh so I like that a lot uh and yeah I guess that brings us uh there's also not that much about Chris and Joanna but I think there is a little bit to talk about yeah thought of the first big moment is actually after the party we mm-hmm. kind of see, we kind of get the idea, I think, through text messages and then eventually through the next scene that at the end of the party, Joanna and Chris had a fight. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when we're at school, Chris is complaining about her. And I think is Nora who tries to kind of parallel her, her breakup with Alejandro with this fight that Chris and Joanna had. And then Chris is, and then Eva's like, are you guys breaking up? And Chris is like, no. Like, right. uh, and then there's this thing where, where they're all like, well, then why are you complaining? And she's like, I'm just here for you guys to listen to me. Like, you're here. You're right, 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 right. I'm just going to bitch about her, but I love her. Like, but I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, see, I really liked that scene because I really liked that they acknowledged that this, first of all, that there's a sense of like the story continuing, even though we're not necessarily following them in as much detail, but also just that like it continues this idea that like, I mean, she does love her. But, like, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, especially the actual line that she says is, like, because I think maybe Amira herself tries to bring up, well, you know, she's sick, and she's, like, just because she's sick doesn't mean I have to forgive her everything, right? Yeah, she's like, that sounds like a perfect excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that, yeah. So sort of the, complexities of, the complexities of that and how they're, like, taking their time to deal with it and how that, you know, just because um, her girlfriend is sick doesn't mean she can't bitch about her and to her friends that's totally normal that's totally okay and can't even herself draw boundaries and say like you may have bpd but you can't treat me this way or can't say things like that which i think is what's gonna both it's both going to help joanna grow past and and you know be a better person but also it makes me feel better about that relationship because chris is so strong yeah. I know she's not going to get taken for a ride, <laughs> you know what I mean, so, so to speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. by some, somebody who's just sort of in thrall, like, un, you know, in the effect of their illness and making her life miserable, like, no, she's going to push back, and it's going to make them both better, and so I was really, I really liked that scene. Yeah, so then, and then we kind of have that comeback, as we said, in the soccer scene later on, um, mm-hmm. where Chris brings it out again, like, well, what's, what's his excuse, and we, we kind of already talked about that, but I just thought it was like, kind of like another glimpse of sort of that dynamic and how they're sort of willing to cut slack for each other and yet like you said the boundaries they're they're figuring out how the boundaries are set in that relationship because there's yeah. again they're still yeah. young but I don't know it just feels like they are putting in the work there there's another little scene of conflict in the video clips where it's clear that Chris still hasn't come out to her parents oh yes yeah and Joanna is clearly not happy about it so again, I just like that continuation of that, that storyline that had been set up. And totally. I wonder if we're going to get more of it because Chris is, is Amira's best friend, right? And so uh, it, uh, I'm, I'm wondering how, how and if that's going to bleed into season four. So I'm kind of yeah. 
it, it just kind of felt like, hey guys, we were aware of this. We're it's still happening. We haven't forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it keeps that it keeps them alive as characters and as a relationship. Um, yeah, and it just is like a yeah, we're gonna get more, I'm sure. Yeah, and then there's just a couple of cute moments where she's a really Chris is a proud girlfriend, um, showing off uh Joanna's artwork. Artwork, uh, yeah. I noticed that. Uh, like on Instagram or just like when she's uh, she does a lot of the promo for the parties that they're doing for the Mallorca trip so yeah all around uh, and and mm-hmm. just the generalness of it's funny because I think Joanna definitely fits in with the group and yet there's still like sort of like a little bit of an awkwardness and yet whenever mm-hmm. she talks or uh, gives advice or whatever I feel like they're all kind of proud of her a little bit they're like, oh, <laughs> they're like look look at Joanna like you know uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of like wanting to include her exactly. as much as possible. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they they want her yeah. to feel comfortable enough to be able to. Even even though it's totally that awkward situation when you start dating someone who has a very strong circle of friends, and like you're just like gonna for a long time be his girlfriend or her yeah. girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I think she's still in that stage where like they totally like her. She's in, but like she is. Yeah, she, she's, she's, she's there well. because she's Christian. Yeah, she's there yeah. yeah. And then apart from that, then I kind of, yeah, I kind of wanted to start talking more about Didi, sort of, and sort of like one of my obsessions, um, low key, is how each uh, remake deals with the two, with the girl, girl squad and the boy squad, and sort of like, do they merge them? How much do they merge them? Like, how much is it in the background? How much it isn't? Is it one big friend group? Is it still very two distinct friend groups? And it, to me, this still feels like two very distinct friend groups who yes. who are friends, right? Who get along, and yet mm-hmm. it's still very much the boy squad and the girl squad. Uh, so I thought that was that was well done. It did make me miss some people, some of the boy squad, uh, and obviously Dylan has never been able to really become a character. I think, uh, yeah. But like, and I miss Lucas, and every time he showed up on screen, I would say, "I miss you." And my mom would be like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, you had to be there. You had to be there. Season one. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the least present probably of all of the boy squad. Um, yeah. He's there at the parties and yeah, they didn't have any storylines. He's there to make faces. Uh, so <laughs> I, I did I didn't miss him in that part. But uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's a good, I, like, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just always kind of fascinating to see uh, how they decide. And here is definitely like, hey, uh, you know, we, we get along there's a past, there's a history, uh, et cetera, uh, but still definitely like distinct friend groups. I would say actually they feel even more, they feel more integrated as kids who all go to a school. And the same kind school, of like, yeah, right? And see each other in the hallways than in any, well, maybe not any, but certainly more than OG. You know, uh, this, it also feels that way to me with Alejandro. Like, yeah, like he goes to the school, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I believe it. Um, yeah. I think something that wasn't entirely clear, uh, but I liked when it came to Alejandro was his own awkwardness at his own loneliness um, because all his friends have graduated and he's mm-hmm. looked out and he is going through something with his family that we don't really get a, a lot of info on. Uh, yes. uh, uh, his grandfather's tap dying or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know how clear it is that that's why he canceled the party because uh, of a family emergency. It actually wasn't clear at all, but 
it, it actually wasn't clear at all, but you should be proud of me. I Googled the, I froze the screen and then I Googled translated oh, the text. Oh, I, I was, like, I was here to tell you. I was here to tell you because I thought I was like, I was like, oh, it's good. I think I was, that's so I funny. I was watching like really late at night. So I was like, I'm not going to text her right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, something his grandfather's sick. And yeah, yeah, and then and then that the uh, Nora's the only person who asked about it, um, like so because yes, yeah, you're the only one who asked. Yeah, Aww. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about him for a second. He, we don't get a ton of him. Um, uh, almost to a detriment, maybe. I don't. He he kind of never really explains what was going on with him in the very beginning. I know and, that 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 is my one thing that I wish we've gotten a little bit more like I am sympathetic towards him and I don't think he's being completely unreasonable in his request but I do mm -hmm. struggle with him because even when he apologizes that first time I feel like it's it's more of a request to talk again than uh -huh. than an apology really uh, mm -hmm. and you know you know maybe there is a version where they talk and he gets to open up but I don't know I don't he is still very much an enigma and uh, a lot mm -hmm. of yeah we get a little bit more at the very very end when he says he talks about how he can't he it's almost like he's a learning disability like he can't or he, or he doesn't give a shit I don't know but um he can't seem to learn he can't fail again he's worried about his parents who are sending him off to London um which when I saw that I was in my head in my head, I was, Gabby's voice was screaming, they don't all have to go to London. <laughs> Almost kind of amusing. I was like, oh, London, ah, oh, London. <laughs> he couldn't make it Paris just to like be different. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I, uh -huh. There was, this is so, uh, such, such an aside, but there was really funny. I saw this tweet the other day that I was like, in Teen Wolf, a lot of the characters would just leave. So, so someone tweeted like, you know, Teen Wolf would just have characters disappear and we let them and then people started like commenting about like yeah this character this character this character one of the main characters was this guy um isaac and mm -hmm. and we were all like yeah no but isaac went to france right and then someone responded no that was totally like like the the fandom decided that he went to france like we just oh my God, that's so funny like we just knew that he left with chris and Chris had previously left with his daughter at some point to France. We were like, oh, they're in France. And I was like, clearly this, that's what happened. This, as a whole decided this explanation that Isaac, <laughs> Isaac. But I can't say Isaac because I want to say Isaac. Isaac, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys all just like to the point where you thought that it was canonical. Exactly. <laughs> like that's how much you absorbed it. I have to admit, I didn't mind the fact that he's going to go to London or that he's not going to be around for a little while. I mean, obviously, I really want this couple to get together eventually, but I do think it would have been too, yes. first of all, too much tying it like a bow yes. for them to start getting back together here. But also, like, she needs time to freaking get over this. I 100% felt like it was the right call and yeah. the right tone for the final clip between them. Mm -hmm. That's when I texted you, like, oh, there's only nine episodes, not ten, because the thumbnail was, like, the two of them, and I was like, wait, that's the next to last clip, like, uh, right. <laughs> like, this shit's over in, like, ten minutes, and I remember seeing it and feeling, like, I can understand some frustration, because it's not like I was satisfied with the clip when it happened, but it also felt right. So it's like, I want it yeah. more, you know, a little bit of it. Because we never even see them get together that first time. Even if they break up, like, her saying yes that first time, you don't see it. 
all we got was Instagrams of them hanging out. Um, yeah. Like lives and like, uh, just like actual pictures. So we were like, I want to be there. Like, I felt like I've, I've been there for every other step. Why can I see that one? Right. Uh, right. 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 And so that I, was kind of frustrating. Uh-huh. I will say I started being like, wait, are they not in the next season? And they're definitely a bunch of pictures they're not at, but the final one of the last day in school, both Alejandro and Nora are there. Okay. So at least they'll be there the last episode. I have no idea what the deal is. Right. I was wondering, I was about to ask you whether um, there's any indication that they were just going to sort of like, surprise, Chip says, and he comes back for some reason. And then it's like a smaller story, very backgrounded, almost like Chris and Joanna, how they start a real relationship like a healthy relationship um it definitely but maybe be. not uh but That's yeah i was like wait thinking. are they are they just not gonna be there at all answer is i am not sure okay but uh yeah that's fine because they they announced like the, their final day of filming um at least at the high school at the insti instituto did i tell you about the new podcast uh, a new it. scam there's, podcast right there's a new scam podcast yeah 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 that we inspired um, what Shut up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, they follow us on Tumblr, and I've chatted with them a little bit, and then I subscribe to their thing. I haven't listened yet. They said not to listen to the first episode because it's crap, but I'm going to ignore them. So, uh, we're really excited that we inspired them. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, I think it's uh, incredible. I think it's called Alt or Love. So, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Um, Good wait. title. Okay, BD. Let's talk BD. Uh, I know. We keep dancing around her. Okay. So, the first the first thing that I do want to talk about is Viri's, because we had had a glimpse of it, is uh, Viri's family. That was weird. I thought it was a really interesting dynamic with a lot of layers, even if I didn't, like, I wanted to see more of it. Totally. Yeah. At times. And very specific. It felt very specific to me, mm-hmm. uh, which I appreciate it. I, like, a lot was accomplished, I think, just by the casting. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that's obviously acting, but her father just feels so defeated and sad uh and then you find out about the unemployment i think a little bit later but there's clues i think, for money I think and... it had been hinted at in the season two but yes for sure but what i loved was how much she loves him oh my god yeah and how there's no judgment there's judgment from the mother there's judgment from himself but she just loves him and wants him <laughs> to do well and wants to help yeah. him and like that's like that yeah. whole thing with giving the money comes from a place of love, nothing else. Yeah, um, totally unconditional. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I thought that that was heartbreaking in a lot of ways to me. Yeah, completely. Um, the mom is also fantastic. She's so she's very tough, and she's very like, I'm the mom. I'm gonna worry about the money. I don't want you thinking about this. But then I thought it was really fascinating when they have that scene a little bit towards the end of the season where she Viri has stayed home. She's basically cutting school. She's staying home, saying she's sick. My mom comes home unexpectedly and she's like, no, you can't, you can't fall apart. I need you to stay together. You need to go to school. I can deal with one of you, but not both of you. And that was so, oh my God, painful in a really unexpected way. Both a kind of, this is very an emotional reaction for me. I was going to say, I really struggle with that trade as much as I like it in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways because I understand where they're both coming from, but it also feels like a burden that's being put on Viri. Yes, 
she's, she's saying like, I need you to be older than you are. And I'm not going to be the mom who's going to let you cry on my shoulder and tell me your problems. because I can't deal with them. I have too many others. And it's like super understandable, but also kind of bad. And, and also that really, I thought gave insight into Beery's perpetual happiness. Yeah. The way she's always smiling and the way she has this like need um, to brush problems away. Like she herself is never going to be the problem. She, she'll, she'll, she won't, uh, she won't talk about her trouble with everyone. Cause she would, sorry, with anyone. Um, because she doesn't, I, this is how I interpret it anyway, because she is, I'm, maybe I'm totally projecting, but I had this realization a few couple of months ago where I realized like, I have a hard time when I have an issue with someone, I have a hard time bringing it up and talking about it, even though con- like consciously, I know this is the mature, normal thing to do. And I realized I had this like weird insight flash where I was like, uh, my, the way my upbringing, like my fa- my parents caught fought all the time, big money problems, like just like a troubled childhood. And I think somewhere in my brain, I took this idea of like, I, I must never be the problem. Mm-hmm. Just like go to school, get amazing grades, do good. Um, don't be the problem. And, and so that's, I so maybe I'm just projecting that onto Viri, but that's what I saw happening in her. I definitely see that with her family, a hundred percent. And I think her, she understands that even without her mother telling her, and that's where sort of mm-hmm. that aspect comes from. With her friends, I think it's a little bit more complex and we can, we can talk about it and like her insecurities about her money and what, how, how that plays into it. Yeah, uh, but with yeah. parents, with yeah, there family like a dynamic, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I that guess- I did, the other thing that I did like about her mother, well, first of all, I liked how, in a lot of ways, blatant they are with the with the differences in the clothes between Nora and Beery mm-hmm. from like the beginning. And yeah, I meant uh, to talk about that the split screen. So I really love that split screen at the beginning. Um, Me too. I can watch that clip over and over. I really enjoy it. Um, uh huh. And and like, like you're, I'm saying it's not subtle, but it's, it is kind of because it's visual. No one's telling you anything. Uh, you're sure. just, uh, Nora's taking out the tag of, of. Off a new quote. code. Yeah. Beery's like, quote is the one we've seen her with every season and it's worn and whatever. And uh, it's getting tattered. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought that was really good. And then sort of the whole idea of like that her clothes are all mainly hand-me-downs. But I don't think I even noticed it the first time, but I really did love that the ugly dress that her mom makes her keep, then it's the one that she's yeah. wearing uh, in the yeah. final scene that her mom has. And she looks uh, adorable. And she looks adorable. And it's like a moment, then it's also a moment of honesty where she tells the girls, because the girls, I think, are a little bit more understanding of where she's at, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Chris who says like, oh, is that from like the secondhand store? And at first she says yes. And then she's like, no. So it's like, it's not even from the secondhand store. Like we're not at yeah. that level. It's, like, it's, it's a like, hand-me-down. It's yeah. a hand-me-down, right? And they immediately turn it into a joke. Like, oh, that's amazing. Does she have my size? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I wish I had that kind of friend. So, um, so, I, so I really like that aspect a lot. Um, it's also mm-hmm. interesting because sort of the way that she dresses and her thing for, like, pink and whatever is part of what makes Beery Beery. And then I think there is definitely a choice into that, but there's also just circumstance uh yeah interesting yeah. to see the role yeah. sort of that with the very that we know um, i may be reading too much into the dress but i did find it funny that 
one of the things Hugo says to her when he's kind of like insulting, jokingly insulting yeah. her, um, is like, oh, you like all that cheesy shit like kittens and pink. And, and then when she, and unicorns, right. And then when she, that dress has a tiger print on it. Yeah. She also wears a cat costume to the Halloween, I don't know, Halloween or whatever it is, party. And, and, <laughs> and I was like, I love that she's leaning into, in a weird way, um, into this yeah. cat thing, almost throwing it in Hugo's face. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, you think I'm a kitten? I'm a fucking leopard. <laughs> also, like, it's also, it is also a reference to uh, Magnus and Vilde, which I yeah, thought was totally. really well done. There's one more thing I wanted to say about the scene with her mom and her um I, I mean, I do think it's more layered with her friends than just with the dynamics of the parents in, in regards to her constantly being smiling. I think the thing I was reacting to that really got me, like, in my heart, was the scene, she apologizes to Nora once, I mean, she apologizes to the whole group. Yes, and then she I, did, I, did Nora. Wanna, I did want to bring up that scene, so yes, go, go on, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so she apologizes to her in the bathroom, and the, the, the part that really got me, they both apologize to each other, and the part that really got to me was when she says, um, when Nora says to her, uh, hold on, I wrote it down, because I thought, um, I mean, you don't have to smile, smile all, the all the time. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can feel whatever you feel. You can come to me. And I was just like, blah, almost bawling. Like, so good, so good, so good. That, yeah, are, that was also I mean, one of my favorite scenes. Viri. Elvira. Viri. Viri, uh, that actress really came through. I doubted her in the first season, I'm not going to lie. She, this version of Vilda feels much more true to the girl they cast and to just the general tone of the show than mm -hmm. she did in the first season. And they they found just like with the mirror, they found their sauna. They found I thought I think they found their Vilda. And that 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 kind of almost in retrospect, her going after Alejandro in that way doesn't feel right for this girl. I actually don't believe that this girl in season three would would do that. Even back in season mm -hmm. one, I I my just my read of her is a lot more naive. Well, I think, so, uh, I see here. But in a different way than Vilda. Okay, Sorry. so I say, where I see the Alejandra thing that makes sense to me is this need to hide the thing that she feels the most shame about, which is like her her family's wealth or lack of wealth, mm -hmm. right? So I think that Alejandra fits into that image very perfectly. Like no, mm -hmm. one's gonna, no one's gonna look, no one's gonna think twice about who you really are or where your family's from if you're dating the like most popular guy in school, right? The that's, cool guy, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's all the status you need. It, mm -hmm. else, I could buy that, yeah, in her right? sort of, especially, it seemed stronger in the first season than now, so maybe she's just grown out of it, but that kind of like status keeping, because now she's more that, concerned I mean, with like- To her status, I think has evolved. So that's yes. why even though she has, she has been friends with these girls for years now, she still cannot bring herself to open up about her family and their like her money issues because because she can't that's that part of that status she cannot like go and see. like she said she she just fears like I think actually watching it with my mom she struggled a little bit with the level that deception a little bit goes into it like a little bit more with like Chris being like we don't care right when she's talking to uh when she doesn't know that Bill is listening uh, and she's talking to Nora, and they're saying, it's kind of weird, right? Like, we don't care, but it's kind of weird, right? And I just think there's so many layers to that that I didn't want it to be the focus of the season. I'm glad it got acknowledged. <laughs> Sorry, I, I am. felt like mm -hmm. we can talk even much more about it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's interesting that it comes from – it's interesting 
that most of the comments come from Chris. I think that they deliberately don't give them to Nora because Nora has money. She's the one out of them that has the most money. I think. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's just me reading into the situation or misremembering, but like I think no, no, I think you're right. Right. In other versions, Eva is the richest, but I think in this version, it seems to be Nora. Her apartment's pretty freaking posh. Uh, or actually, it's not even an apartment; it's a house. It's a house, yeah. Um, yeah, which I imagine is quite expensive in Europe, where apartments are much more common. Yeah, especially in Madrid, I would think. Yeah, big crowded city, totally. Um. Uh, so so yeah. So I so it's interesting. Like I think I think Nora has uh can say that she doesn't care about money because she has it right uh but it might be kind of tough from hearing it from her when you see it visually like I, that feels like a thing that you just read mm-hmm. between the lines right whereas with chris um i don't know it feels a little bit more a little bit more okay and i think it, yeah. I think it does need to be said it is weird that she lies to them right mm-hmm. to the level that she does for as long as she does I mean, it's weird, but I... It feels, it also feels like a lie that's spun out of control. Like, when do you bring up that you've been lying to your friends, right? Right. Well, I don't know. Okay, there's two levels of lies. Talk me, talk me to yours, because she just, she feels so strongly about it. Like, this is what makes Mm -hmm. her, like, say all these terrible things. Like, this is, like, so that's an emotional thing. And I never doubt it. I believe Mm -hmm. it. Uh, But sometimes I think I struggle with putting it into words um yeah I mean I think her lack her family's lack of money is kind of her deepest darkest shame yes um but she's not she doesn't she doesn't take it out on her parents she doesn't blame them she doesn't um, I love she yeah she's not I don't think ashamed of them like in a weird way she understands the situation they're in and she accepts it if that's the right I mean accepts a weird word but um but I I think yeah, but she can't bring herself to tell her friends about it. And there's two levels of that. There's just sort of like avoiding it, just like never mentioning it. Like they just never go to her place. She always has an excuse. My mother's having a party. I can't do it, right? And then there's like the ex, well, I guess those are lies. And then there's not just omission. <clears throat> and then there's the next level of like, do you like my dress? I just bought it when it's, and it's not a new dress, you know, things like that. So yeah, I can see how, yes, because once she, it must have started very early, and then just, she has to keep up. Exactly, that. I think she's yeah. just kept up with it, and it's just like, I think it's just like a level, and and I think we're always looking for that thing that makes you feel like another, right? Even with the people yeah. that you love the yeah. most. And I, so I think she's I think- just unable to, I think logically she knows, even without having to hear it, overhearing it from Chris, that, it that it's not matter. simple yeah but yeah, yeah. How, but but it's hard to actually believe it right yeah and at this point yeah and and at this point chris <laughs> and nora already know and yet no she cannot make that jump she cannot mm-hmm. tell them it's uh, this unspoken secret between them that they both know that the other knows but neither one of them is saying anything yeah i think also like it's funny it's interesting she doesn't pretend she's rich she doesn't like because that i think would be like the kind of crazy lie a little bit that's like whoa something is wrong i think here. she lies she in just, the first season implying shit like that oh does she i i'm the problem is that all the villas do it so i can't remember to some right, level so right, I right remember right. what's specific to her yeah, um, I remember Jean Vilda's always talking about her mother's wine parties. And I like, feel that's like not be, makes, not be true. some of them make up trips. I, maybe she, uh-huh. I don't, so, so I don't remember the level. 
But you're right. It's not. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not like a. It's, you know, she's not pretending that she lives in like the richest neighborhood in Madrid, right? But yeah, it is mm-hmm. still kind of lying to your friends. Yeah, I think in this season, my impression is more that like I had because I'd forgotten about the first season. My impression is sort of that she just lets them assume that she's the same as they are. And she's not going to like disabuse him of that. And then, and then takes active steps to keep up that charade. But yeah. I think it's more of like an act of like just wanting to fit in and not be, like you said, exactly. not be the one that to, stands to her, out. Sort of, like, I think it's about fitting in. Uh, and then it just became a bigger thing than it was ever meant to be. Yeah. I think in the Which first season, kind of relates- I think in the first season, uh-huh. actually, I think the kind of like the, the special of the episode that kind of links between season one and two. I think like it's one of the first times we get like confirmation on screen that she's flying. Like they're they're all going home, and so some of them can just walk. Uh, some of them are getting a taxi, and she's like, "Oh, I have to go the other way, so like I'll get my own taxi." And then we see her wait for the bus, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so like it was just like a very visual sort of way of like telling Hinting. us, yeah, yeah, she's flying, and she feels like another I don't know why I keep saying like that way I feel like there's another way of explaining it but yeah that's that no no I think I think you're saying it shoot I totally was going to comment something about the bus and now I can't think (laughs) oh yes not the bus directly but the whole thing suddenly I'm realizing ties into her need for friends where that thing kind of kind of with Vilda and Vivi you kind of get the impression in the first season that maybe she doesn't have a lot of friends Mm-hmm. And that she's she's desperately like building her own friend group. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and that's the that's the point of the bus in this way, you know, in, in yeah. the OG. Mallorca. Yeah, in Mallorca. So I think um, her desire to make sure she seems like just one of them comes from this need of like I just want to have friends. Yeah, and yeah. so like and doesn't think, want anything to make totally her stick fair. out. And I think that's like something we can all identify with, which is why I'm not. I don't feel very much. I don't feel mad at her really about her lie uh at the end no you kind of I kind of mostly just I don't want to say I feel sorry for her because I don't think she's like a pitiable person but like it's kind of sad to me that she felt the need to lie the whole time and like I'm so happy when she is able to stop and when she tells um uh first the girls and then and then Hugo yes yeah I know who is I think Hugo has like a fool and shit like I like I think it's been like established that he does have money um, oh, no, he's rich. I'm pretty sure. I might be, like, misremembering, but I'm pretty I sure. know Alejandro uh, is definitely indicated to be rich. What's her name? Chris says something like, don't you want to see his house? Whether he's got a pool or a horse or boat. Yeah, well, or I, like think, I think they've implied, like, from his last name that, like, also he's, like, one of those, like, last names. Mm. It's, like, a known family. Yeah. I feel like we talked about um, I remember I always love talking about last names because I, I just, I just, I, I very rarely get to see people who, like use names the way that I use like Puerto Rico uses names so it makes me happy when I'm like <laughs> Soto Peña I don't actually know uh Nora Nora only has they only give her one last name because she's supposed to be half American ah is that what it is I knew she lived in America I didn't realize she was half American yeah she's not Nora Grace <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's very confusing because she's Grace and Scam often uh, <laughs> So, so yeah, so she's, she's, uh-huh. that's why I, that I, that's the implication. And I think the actress is also uh, Nicole Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she's also ha- yeah. American Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, I, one more thing about, okay, so. Uh, so, <laughs> the then, setup so then, for, and then uh-huh. there's the, the two things to, I think that we still need to sort of touch upon is her, her work. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> if we wanted her to. Her job. Her job. Her job, uh, uh, 
selling sauce, offering free sausage samples at a yes, supermarket exactly. or something. Yeah. Gross tasting sausages, she says. Um, um, and I love the details. In one, at the end of one clip, she wraps up the leftovers. And takes I know, them with her. it makes me oh, Heartbreaking. It makes yeah. my heart. Um, uh, I like the fact that the job is made clear by the mom that is not so much to help out at home, but to be able to have her own spending money, which I think goes back to that all she wants to do is fit in, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so she can go have beers with her friends. So she can right. go like, uh, go to my without being with her, uh, exactly um, right without being a burden on her, an additional exactly. burden on her parents. Yeah, yeah. I think her the setup of her story I thought was just like masterful, considering how short the clips are. It really is less like in storytelling to, to yeah, have to totally. just see those clips yeah in such short condensed form um the her interview for the job not even interview but like i guess she's gotten the job already but when he's telling her about it i was just like this is so good this is so amazing everything gets paid off the uniform um the phone she can't have her phone so she never hears when the agency is calling her when her friends are calling her even her like girly kind of like she has this, she, she, she's like art, like the huge pleaser, like the biggest pleaser in the world. And yes, it comes out in that scene with her boss. Yeah. 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 Um, she's just so like, yes, sir, I'll do anything you want, sir. She's got that huge smile. Um, and uh, so then one, like um, that scene. Okay. So this is like in a regular, I think in a regular show, Nora gets a call from the agency that, mm -hmm. Uh, they bought that discount and they're talking about they can they can already use the money they have and it lingers on Vivi's face and it's just oh, amazing so storytelling. They, they you do, know do that exactly. a couple of times where like even my mom, because at that point I hadn't shown her the clips, she was like, wait, wait, why are they doing that? What's happening? What's happening? Like uh -huh. what, uh -huh. what is happening that I don't know? That the I think you can piece it together because she takes yeah. I, well, I guess if you don't know anything about her family. She doesn't know anything. Yeah, my mom together. didn't know it because she hadn't seen season two. So my mom didn't know anything about her family. But yes. Uh, right, and, right, right. And, and even then, you t again, it's another one of those moments where you you understand where she's coming from because she's like, like they weren't supposed to buy the tickets yet, right? Like, no one was ever supposed to find out. Uh, it was just going to be a short-term thing. She gives it to her dad. Her mom brings home the paycheck on Friday or whatever, and she gets the money back. It was never going to be a problem, like, except the deal. Here's some conflict for you. Uh -huh. <laughs> We're gonna, although, I'm gonna out you. <laughs> although I do think I do love that even at that point, when literally everything is against her, she will still not like you know tell them what's happening. Right? What's happening? She's even when like, Nora goes to her house yeah. and confronts her about her apartment, I mean, she she is still defensive and just being like you know get out I and mean, that was a great fantastic even even, even and for most for a lot of it she's still with that smile until essentially and then uh -huh. she flips and she's like you could have you know what you could have done you could have not said a fucking thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she focuses on like the fact that she overheard them gossiping about or talking behind her back i guess yeah. um instead of dealing with the fact that she has well, actually lost this money well or Nora's apparent betrayal of telling everyone else. Right, 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 right. I did, I did point, I did notice one thing that I thought was really, really funny. Uh, Nora, oh God, who does she tell first? She tells Eva about the breakup with Alejandro, right? And then she says, don't tell anyone about this or something like that. And then the very next, uh, in the very, in the very clip, 
Viri is talking about it with Eva and somebody else. So it's hilarious. Like she tells her explicitly, don't talk about this. <laughs> and then they're immediately talking about it. And I thought it was hilarious. And then also kind of like mirrored in. Well, she tells, it must be another thing specifically. Because I was like, she tells everyone about Alejandro at the same time. But yes. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Alejandro. I can't remember. There's something she specifically like, don't tell anybody about this. And then like, they're literally talking about it the next scene. Uh, which is kind of funny because then Viri is angry about her for the same thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just really, I don't know. I thought, I it was, thought it was very efficient storytelling overall. Yeah. So then the the money thing ties. Uh, I like that they sort of divided the season into like half of it deals with just the money thing. They didn't, have, they didn't feel like they dragged it out. And then the Hugo thing, even though they're both interconnected and they both come back, like it definitely felt like. Uh, like two very yeah, then, yeah so it yeah, was, it was just well done. I, yeah. I originally thought that it was just gonna be like the money thing for like the entire season mm-hmm. and I was, like, I'm I was glad. like I already have to deal with Mikkel like oh my god <laughs> yeah and then they were like yeah you go and I was like thank you yeah it's easy it's resolved um and, and I think that was my last thing sort of like Mallorca I just I wanted to point out a couple of funny things first of all when Viri is responsible for things should get done so Viri's like hey it's Nora's birthday let's give her a present and guess what they have a present for her on her birthday party when the girls had to buy Viri a birthday present it took them like three months to do it like Chris's entire season <laughs> we're like oh yeah did you get it no did you get it oh I was gonna go tomorrow why don't we go next week like it took them like three freaking months to get her her birthday present uh this is the first uh, Vilde sort of that like, gets to follow her plan throughout and she actually does it's it true. so like she funds this trip to Mallorca like beginning to end she follows uh-huh. so I'm just really proud of her totally for that and obviously she's <laughs> always gonna go to Mallorca we always knew that uh, yeah yeah but also I feel bad for them because uh I assume they didn't go to Mallorca because COVID happened uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> This is the universe where COVID didn't happen. I don't want to think about so I'm, it. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that they made it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it would have been in the spring, right? Yeah, it would have been, like, school ended. After, after school ended, yeah, so. A couple, well, I almost, I teared up. The, the places where I teared up, uh, probably, maybe even more than in the main story, was um, her, apolo- her apology both to the group yes. and to Nora herself. I thought her, they were fantastic. Yeah, her apology things. to Nora is one of my favorites. And like you said, that moment where you don't have to, to smile. Um, yeah. It was beautiful. And then she just starts crying. Oh, yeah. God, it's amazing. And another scene of hers where that girl really showed off her acting um, is later with Hugo. They're at that weird, like, skater park or whatever that is at night yeah, yeah. and um and but they young no it, so but they young my understanding is it's like basically anytime you gather at a location like this and then you drink oh but, kind of like it's like a hangout yeah they just like okay feel, and i think I, this part i'm not sure i was gonna say i feel like it's mainly um high schools but probably not but it's definitely a high school thing where it's like you don't you don't just want to say let's go to the park uh, and drink you have to give it a thing they, they're like oh I'm both a young here and here I think it just sounds better it, that's my perception uh-huh. uh, but yeah, yeah I, I I heard that word or I saw that word in the subtitles and I was gonna ask you what it was and then I forgot oh uh, we, um, we talked about it last time because uh, I we, remember the park yeah yeah please please and uh, the call your girlfriend scene is at a botellon um, got it yeah so uh, but anyway just to uh, that moment I'm thinking of is when 
he she and Hugo are still kind of like flirt flirting uh-huh. insulting yes. each other and oh god and he and asked she well, asked she, him she something like like what do, what do you like about me right or, yes. or how, what do you think of me now because like yes what does present day Hugo think and so she and she's got this like coy little smile on her face and as he starts talking and he's listing off like kind of boring things like you always get things done and <laughs> you're always smiling and just like and her face just starts dropping um in the most fantastically done way where she you can just see her struggling to keep up that smile yeah and but she can't because her face is so expressive and then he comes he gets to like and you're also just so pretty or you're beautiful I can't remember and oh my god it's such a good payoff I know I thought it was I thought the banter between the two of them always felt like really sweet both ways uh-huh. and and clever but not in a as much as I love it not in a, like a OC or uh like uh, you know written by like 30 year old totally very clever it just it just felt like teens being like clever uh uh-huh. <laughs> like so very, very much yeah yeah uh and so um, I really and appreciated those I really did like that moment too um and then th- my heart like skipped a beat at the god I think it's at the concert when they're again going back and forth and I can't remember what the context of this question is but I wrote down I just wrote down the question on the answer and she says like he 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 I think she asks him well what do you want and he just kind of he's he's gonna give a joking answer and then he holds himself back and he says you oh it's because he's talking about her stupid costume and how yeah like, they're at the car- car- carnival uh costume party thing yeah yeah, yeah, that's it. It wasn't a concert. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, he's talking about how done the costume yeah. is. This is when they're more, they're, 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 yeah. I love them in that yeah. scene too, yes. <laughs> God, it's amazing. Amazing, I love it. Um, I do want to say, I think, I think all the clips that you have and that I have um, are from this Tumblr that's not around anymore. And it's, it was called Vidi Gomez with two eyes or in the second Vidi. So, uh, and I think she did all the sobs too because uh, I remember mm. some of her watermarks and I saw them here like the volume going up and down so I just want to oh, appreciate funny. this person who uh used her I think recorded it from her movie star account and even if I can't find their tumblr anymore they I think they deactivated it just want to thank you because um your the clips are still going around and they're great quality and I appreciate it uh because I do think that obviously you can have Nora's season without Viri but it feels like a such such a much more com- complete story when you have these two side by side yeah yeah uh, so I'm, I'm in, grateful in multiple that we get <laughs> story in any way we can do I wish she had her full season of course especially now that I've seen this version of it I think that yeah there's definitely room for VD and I wish we had more but I'm glad that mm-hmm. when Scam España ends every single girl in the girl squad will have her story told yeah uh, and I don't know, there's something really emotional and beautiful about that. Completion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a, yeah, we can say goodbye kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, one other fantastic scene of those, I, I'm blasting, sorry. Uh, the, the Dylan, Hugo, Viri uh-huh. triangle, triangle. Uh, is, is worth mentioning. Well, so especially Hugo- when I like to complain about love triangles so much. Scam friends. Scam and yeah, and it's, it, she, it kind of confused me in the beginning because I remember I was like, didn't she have a thing with a tall kid in season two or I think it's season two? So, um, well, no, Chris so, was the one who used to have a thing with Hugo in season one. And they even acknowledge it here. 
they didn't mention it, but I thought there was something with like a moment. Maybe I'm just making, I don't know, maybe I'm just making it up. But anyway, when Dylan kind of hits on her, that scene, they're all kind of sitting. It starts with uh, Chris and Joanna, and then yeah. Amira and Viri join. Uh, is like, well, It's one of those understated, but I think fantastic scenes. Uh, the way it's shot, the way they acted, the dialogue, it is so slice of life, but completely entertaining. Yeah. Uh, just so, so well done. But their dynamics between the kids, like you said, they're, they're, they're jokey flirting, but also very much not mm-hmm. like 40-year-old writers from Harvard making those jokes. It's like, you know, it's kids. And the way yeah, I think, I think that's like, why I'm so glad. She doesn't know how to respond. I am. I'm so glad that we have these clips because I know it really fills out some of the like I'm just happy to see these people hang out and I like and that that sort of like mood and it's some of the some Mm -hmm. of the stuff that we do actually even like an OG where you kind of just let people hang and yes totally I like having those moments uh I appreciate Uh them (laughs) so yeah so there's this like kind of love triangle that gets resolved um, when she comes up to Hugo and is like, well, we have to, they kind of made up, made, uh, had hookups a couple of times. And she comes up and she's like, well, we have to deal with the Dylan situation. And he's like, what situation? He has a crush on me. And, she's like, and he's like, no, he just does that with all the girls. And it, it's wonderful in their dynamic because it is kind of like putting her down or like maybe cutting down her ego a little bit, but he he likes her and it's so clear that he does yeah and so it, it's it's almost like um like the way your best friend is the only one who can tell you that like you know you're you're being stupid right now like it ha- kind of has that quality to yeah. it that i yeah. think adds such a com- comfortableness to their relationship in such stark contrast to miguel and nora so both both that resolution and also even the resolution of the Mallorca money, because one of the things that I love that I don't think I mentioned was how there's never a question of them that they're going to tell anyone what Vidi did. Like their, right. loyal, yeah. their loyalty to her is such unconditional that I don't think if she had seen that, she would have cried. Yeah. Like there's never a question. Even we, especially even when connecting it to Hugo, Hugo joins the trip and, um, they just lie because they're like, look, we don't know how we're going to deal with it, but the solution is not to throw a uh, beauty under the bus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the boys and step up and, exactly. and do their thing too. Well, they never, they never find about the other part, but if, if that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. They just say, it's Hey, fine. We, they, yeah, we lost, we, we weren't able to get that deal. We, we need more money. So let's do this. Other yeah. thing. They're like, okay, yeah. cool, we got they this. don't, they don't need to know who cares. They don't, exactly. They don't need to know. And I love, and I love that. So I, I love that so much. Uh, but both, so the both sort of that resolution where it's like, look, we're just not going to tell them. And then it's going to get worked out. And even this, it's like, oh, it's not, it's not anything. Reminds me of when Shelby was watching the OG the first time. And she was like, you realize that they sort of end up every conflict with like the least dramatic solution to everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes, was, this like, is a very good example of that. The mother just, just brings it in. She's like, okay, here. Here's the money. Don't. Yeah. I found <laughs> but your dad. Way- but I do like that. She was like, your dad told me here's the money. Cause again, right. it adds a le- another layer to that relationship and that the dynamic. dynamic. The three of them in that house. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it raises questions about how that came about, but in a good way, like in a, I, I want to know more. And then your brain is kind of filling it in. in yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and that's, I think the best type of storytelling where, where your brain wants to fill it in and yet, and you can, right. And uh-huh. understand exactly. Dynamics yeah. to do it yourself. Uh, but it doesn't feel like 
it's just adding to the story. It's not like you're doing work about stuff that the show should be doing for you. <sighs> yeah, totally. I'm, I'm shit talking about um, the 100 again. Also, <laughs> yes, fuck that show. No, um, cut that out. No, don't. Yes, it it does resolve very quickly. But I thought it was interesting. The next clip, I think it's the next clip that begins with her crying in bed and not wanting to go to school. Right? Yes. Right. Um. So even though she has the money. At first, I thought that I was showing, like, I was looking at them wrong. And then I was like, no, 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 this is the clip. (laughs) Um, Yeah, me too. And I I I think the shame is so strong that, like, it doesn't matter. Totally. Uh, And, well, and she just kind of, like, basically had a friendship breakup with Nora over it. And yet, it was never so, an issue and, to begin yeah, with. Yeah, so she has no idea what is happening. She has no yeah. idea that there, like that loyalty is there. She doesn't. She's still so insecure about it that, like, that that's all she can see. She's like, the world as I know it. This this world that I've built, these friendships that I like, have worked so hard on. That's it. They're gone. Like yeah. it doesn't matter exactly. that I have the money. It's too late. They're never going to believe me. When she apologizes to them, she repeats twice, like, I was, I was never going to take that money. And they're just like, yeah, we know. And she gets really emotional there. And, and that's, I think, as close as you get to, like, that, her understanding their loyalty. Because she really thought that they were never going to be her friend again. Look, I'm, like, yeah. getting teary-eyed right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I fully I, expected I, to cry I talking really like, about this. I like Spanish, Spanish, España Girl Club. I mean, Girl Club. It's play. really good. Girl Squad. I, honestly, it's a hard I honestly think this is one of my favorite seasons of the show of any kind. Like, I'm including OG. I just thought it was so phenomenally well done. It is hard to watch. I'm mm-hmm. not probably ever, I might not, I, I'm probably never going to watch it again, actually, to be honest. Well, I only well, rewatched maybe. it. I only rewatched it because I had to for this. Because, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> maybe. I, I'm fascinated by how well it's done. I think it would be worth a rewatch from sort of a screenwriter perspective to just like break it down. A yeah, it just, it just um, definitely feels like in the spirit of scam in the best mm-hmm. way uh, for mm-hmm. sure in their own style but capturing that trueness of teenagerness yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways yeah like oh oh maybe maybe this is what uh some of the remakes should be uh, angling for like what what is your version of the story it's, yeah i mean and, and i know yeah. that's what they're saying but you know what i'm saying like it feels very distinct and very um so totally yeah, that was that was that was good tiny two tiny or a couple of tiny things i excellent music choices again uh, there's random, random shit that couldn't fit anywhere in, in, in my notes. Um, I thought it was some really cool music choices. I really dug it as usual. Um, I laughed my ass off when somebody said something about, you know, Americans take a gap year <laughs> before going to college. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? No, we do not. <laughs> Australians, maybe. Oh, oh, uh, oh The bag know. that he gives her from the bookstore. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, tell me. I, I just remember one. Go ahead. Oh. No, no, no. I just looked it up. It's the word is the word on the bag is elsewhere. I looked it up. It's Danish for lover or lover of something. So you can say like a lover of books, or you can say someone's lover, uh, male or female. The book that he buys for her is if if I read the title correctly, it's in the year twenty eight eighty nine by Jules Verne. I think it's either a novella or or it's a compilation of short stories. Because definitely not a novel okay. by itself. Do not do. Do not understand the uh, significance of it or metaphoric implications. It You're is like, a, look, I could tell, there's not a lot of information yeah. about it online. Liska's like, look, I'm looking for the Julie Andam angle to this. Why this yeah. book? 
And like, I feel like in reality, just somebody, somebody liked it and gave it, or something, or they was like the, what they found at the yeah. used bookstore. Oh, I'm um, with you. I wish like the director like give me more. Because yeah, even, the, the even, is, even with Nora and William, I think the, I think the book he's reading in her room is, um, like a doll's house or Ibsen. It's something it's a doll's that, house, yeah. Yeah, that has like symbolism even to <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, because doll's house is the archetypal feminist. Like it's a, yeah. kind of considered one of the first feminist piece of literature. So this and is, it's, yeah, go on. Uh, so what I right. wanted to sort of bring back before we end it was that I thought it was lovely to uh, bring it back to Nora and what is essentially Nora and it's like her feminism and how that's still, that's not a dirty thing just because of what she's just gone through. And they bring it back to the et ocho m uh, March, which we did see, March, uh, yeah. in uh, season two. And so they're like, look, if, if Vidi is Mallorca, then you're um, the- March 8th. March 8th. <laughs> yeah. International Women's Day. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, remember, I thought there's- I just remembered us talking about, uh, the pictures of the signs uh uh-huh. i can't remember what the nokia sign was but i don't want to look it up but uh we talked about it last time <laughs> uh, um yeah that's so i thought it was like a good way to sort mm-hmm. of book end it with uh mm-hmm. even this even after all this journey like she is still nora right um and yeah maybe she needs that reminder too yeah in a funny way she goes through a similar arc as OG Nora in in that she who considers herself a feminist and as she says something like um I knew all the I knew all the literature about it like she she was sure that she would not fall into this kind of relationship and yet she did um so you know <clears throat> in a way it follows a very similar arc yeah, um right. but a, but a little bit more I feel like OG does it almost a little bit more intellectually like it takes like it's very conscious that that's the arc is falling or something like it's, it it deliberately sets out to contrast how does a feminist fall for a bad a, a bad boy archetype while um in this one it's a little bit more subtle and contextual she she's a girl who's very sure of herself and her feminine her womanhood who never who thinks she's too smart to fall into a relationship like this Yes. And she finds herself at the end. And at the end, she's crying to, to uh, Eva and saying, like, how could I have been so stupid? Yeah. And, and, and needing that real, that comfort of, like, being told, you, you weren't stupid. It's not your fault. He's an asshole. Yep. Anything <laughs> else? Oh, my God. I enjoy the fact that uh, I speak the language. So I, I'm always, I'm, a, I'm a, like the slang. So I'm always, like, writing, like, why? Vas a flipar. <laughs> I was very jealous of you. I did pick up that they say... Tia a lot. Girl. Yeah, Tia, Tia and Tio. Yeah. Tia and Tio. Yeah. I thought it was cute. I liked it. Yeah. It's like, it's like dude or hey. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Doesn't that mean like uncle or something? It does. Know? It can't. It does mean that, but obviously they're not using it that way. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. I like dude, girl, and Tia, ¿qué tú haces? Tú sabes. Uh-huh. El guay, el de puta madre. I think my favorite is, ¿vas a flipar? Because it's like, there's not that many, um, or at least I don't hear that many when I talk to uh, Spanish people, at least compared to Puerto Rico, words that definitely come from English, but vas a flipar is like, you're going to flip out. So oh, I, that's funny. Yeah. Wait, say it again. Say it again. Vas a flipar. So oh flipar. Oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, that's great. Uh-huh, I hear it. Like yeah. Flip out. Yeah, Serbian is a ton of those. Um, I didn't notice that you just straight English words sometimes, like somebody said something like something something twenty four seven. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure so, so there, there's more of that. 
I also um, liked, I even was able to follow because the subtitles were good, that Dylan, who is from somewhere in South, or in South America, Latin America, um, says something, he uses some sort of slang that they themselves don't know. He says I'm chiro or something, which means I'm broke, but they, they're like looking at each other like, what is he talking about? Oh, that's cool. That I, I, uh, I remember, not this season, but I think last season, we, there were a couple of moments like that because Joanna's from Argentina. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah oh, that's that. why I was thinking Argentina too, because Joanna is from Argentina. Yeah, Jan's but I don't. Yeah. I don't think I don't know. I don't know if Dylan is from there or somewhere else. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah. She's all right. Uh, I'm gonna. Stop. I, I really like. I gonna say I really like the inclusion, the recognition of Spanish, like in other countries that well, people even, do come to Spain. Even, even Mikel's name. Um, it's not Miguel because it's from uh, the Basque country. So it's like the Basque spelling. Oh, that's why it's with a Q. Yeah, so that's why it's with a Q. Every time somebody said his name, I thought of you going, Mikel with a Q. What is that? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Not a real name. (laughs) Sorry, Basque people. Sorry, Basque Um, It's definitely a real name. Yeah. I'm sure you're lovely, even though your one representation is shitty. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. Um, Have fun in Mallorca, guys. Thank you for listening. Talk us talk for a long time about Spanish España. We hope that we had some interesting things to say. We sure had fun. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and I do think that probably next we will actually do the final episode of OG yes. Scam. All right. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun talking. We hope you enjoyed listening. Email us at Gmail, Crisis Norwegian. Uh, find us on Tumblr or Twitter. And yeah, I don't know. And rate and review. I don't know. Rate. That's something people in podcasts say. Pero mm. nada, nos vemos después. Sí. Eh, hasta <laughs> luego. Adiós. Hasta luego. <laughs>